0: Today, I've got a former Miss Las Vegas, Miss Nevada. She manages over $50 million of real estate. She's got a really interesting side hustle that's not really a side hustle for her. It's a full business, but I think a really cool side hustle in the P.O. Box business. Um, she's managing $20 million in her new venture capital fund for veterans, which is really exciting. And there's probably a whole bunch of other stuff I don't even know. I've got Lisa Song Sutton. What's up?
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah. So I don't even know where to begin. You're like <laughs> me. You got like a million things going on.
1: Sure. Well, I mean, it starts with one, right? It starts with one thing. Um, I started my entire career of background in law. I worked as an attorney doing litigation and business bankruptcy. Mm. Um, and that's how I started kind of like my big girl job um, and used those funds to start funding a side hustle which back in the day was Sin City cupcakes that was 11 years ago so your first your business.
0: first like business was a cupcake business yes was it like a franchise or you started it how did that work
1: uh, myself and my co-founder with that Danielle we started it just from scratch as a great idea um
0: were you into cupcakes or you were no just, I did okay. not even
1: know how to bake <laughs> before we started this company um I knew how to create LLCs. I knew how to do small business <laughs> formation, right? Yeah. I knew how to put they taught together you that in college. <laughs> I knew how to do the the SOPs and put together an operating agreement and a partnership agreement. Right. Um. And so it was just, it happened to be a great idea that Danielle was telling me about on the phone. We we're catching up on the phone one day and I was like, alcohol cupcakes is a great idea.
0: Oh, they're and it's a great cupcakes. idea for Vegas, okay. right?
1: So this is like 2012 and I'm like, I, I made all the mistakes the first time founder makes. right? I'm like, Move into my house, like move, move to Vegas. I'll help you start the company. Move into my house. I just bought a house. Like, let's do it. We literally started it in my kitchen, in my home kitchen in Summerlin. Um, And I was still working full time. I worked full time at the law firm. And I realized how interesting, instead of me spending all my extra money on like clothes and shoes and handbags, (laughs) what if I just use this to fund this fun side hustle? And that's exactly what we did. So I was like the financial partner. Mm. Um, Although nights and weekends, I was. Baking. I was running deliveries. Wow! I was so super hands-on to learn the business, and um, and it grew
0: from there. So, uh, how did that business progress and go along?
1: So, so much fun. We it it scaled so quickly, um, and so fast, um, so it was unexpected. So, I stayed working at the firm for the first eighteen months that City Cupcakes was alive, uh-huh. and then one day I realized, wow, we've hit a lot more in revenue than even what my salary is. Right. So I was like, how how do I reconcile this like in my brain? Cause I liked what I did. I liked working at the firm. I liked the people I worked with. So it wasn't like a, I want to quit the job and stick it to the man and go off and do my own thing. Right. Um, it was just looking at fiscally, like what makes sense. Cause I was, sp- I was spending five and a half days a week working full time at the law firm. Mm. So I went to my old boss at the time and I was like, So, you know, about Sin City Cupcakes and he's like, Yeah, and how's it going? And I was like, Well It's
0: crushing. I was like, (laughs)
1: um, I was like, you know, we are we're hitting, we're hitting eight figures. Um, and I make hundred and forty thousand dollars here as a third year associate. (laughs) And he looked at me, he was like, he gave me a twenty thousand dollar raise right on the spot and he was like, You can't leave yet. He's like, just just hold on, you know. And so um, I initially went from full-time salary down to part-time and then I did part-time hourly and then I was per project. So it was kind of like a slow yeah. progression fade away from my day job from the nine to five. Yeah. And I am grateful that I did it that way, that I started my entrepreneurial journey <sighs> that way because I was able to do it in a very risk mitigated way. Yeah. I didn't sweat how I was going to pay my mortgage. I didn't sweat how I was going to like live. Yeah. Right. as This
0: business proved itself you were like, all right, I can, you know, take some off the table over here.
1: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, Businesses are expensive. People forget that. Yeah. I
0: think um, my journey was similar because, you know, I got started flipping couches. That was like my first ever business. And, you know, I'm flipping these couches and making money and then I get into house flipping. And it was not like I just quit you know, house or flipping couches. Like I still flipped couches Mm -hmm. for like a year and a half Mm -hmm. and slowly started to fade away too Mm -hmm. once real estate and flipping became much bigger. Yes. And then I was like, all right, I I can definitely get by. Mm -hmm. I don't need like a consistent income. Mm -hmm. I'll be good. Mm
1: -hmm. And it's a matter of like time allocation one. And then now, especially now, um, I also look at like where do I feel most purposeful where do I feel like I'm making an impact? Like that's also important to me besides just the dollars and cents.
0: Mm-hmm. hundred percent. So you said that business got to eight figures. Mm-hmm. Like how quick did it take to get there?
1: Um, just shy of 18 months. So it was eight fast. figures
0: in 18 months, mm-hmm. just locally.
1: Mm-hmm. But here's the thing you got to remember. So timing is so much of it, right? This is back in 2012, 2013. So this is Vegas was still coming out of the recession. Yeah. Yeah. And people come, were flocking to the Strip, especially as an international destination, because it was still extremely affordable. Yeah. And hotel rates were like, I think, maybe record <laughs> lows. 30 bucks. Yeah, exactly. They just wanted to get people to come back. And um, initially, what really helped us get like our first bumps um, was international tourism. International tourists were finding us um, and wanting to do their bachelor we party. Where were you guys located at? Um, so- Processing facility just off of Valley view and sunset. So we never did a retail storefront. Oh, So
0: there's no retail. Never did a retail. So how storefront. did you sell?
1: Um, by the dozen, we forced you to buy, by the dozen and it was baked fresh made to order.
0: Oh, so you just delivered everything.
1: Exactly. Wow. And so we, st- we started with that model because it was a, you know, self-funded bootstrapped yeah, yeah. side hustle. Right. So we're not going to go get some expensive retail front lease with unsold products sitting in the window, especially right. with the, you know, with the food product. Right. Um, especially with the alcohol in it too, even so at the end how much of the was day, a dozen? Um, our, our initial pricing back in the day, I think a dozen was like 38 and then now it's like 52 or something like that.
0: And like how much, uh, how many did you have to drink for like a beer or whatever? <laughs> so, I, you know- we, Or not drink, but how many did you- Yeah, like yeah, Like it yeah. was one cupcake, one beer.
1: No, so uh, the way we got the alcohol in was proprietary filling that we injected into the cake after it's baked. Got it. So it wasn't like poured into the batter type of situation.
0: Yeah. Um, was there was the
1: filling. that filling, yes. Um, so I'd equal, maybe like, maybe it's a half of a shot's worth in the filling because the filling has to have a base, right? Yeah. It's a pudding base, jelly base, mousse base, cream base. Yeah. Um, and then you fold the alcohol in and yeah. then it's not cooked out, but it's folded in.
0: Got it. Mm-hmm. So how much were you guys making in that company? I mean, like you're doing eight figures of revenue. What are the margins on cupcakes? They got to yeah, be pretty good.
1: Really good. Um, even with, you know, we, we'd use like good alcohol, right? Yeah. Um, I mean at, at the highest, I think it was like a dollar 10 per cupcake. Um, so if you break it down, you know, we're selling them for four sixty six. Um, and you can keep costs low because there's no wasted product. Hmm. That's like a, a crucial part of it. Um, keeping costs low. And then again, not having the retail storefront as well. If you do a commercial kitchen, especially if you can find shared space in the beginning, which is what we did. Yeah. um, Your cost is like, you can get it to like five, 600 bucks a month in a shared space. That's crazy. You're not laying out for equipment. You're not laying out for utilities. It's like a one flat rate cost. So that's literally how we started.
0: So you guys within 18 months were, from just basic math, like bringing in 5 million bucks net?
1: So we were, we were cranking out like 2000 cupcakes a week. Like (laughs) it was, it was wild. Like in the beginning too, like we recruited girlfriends to literally just help us to bake. So the nice thing about baking is that it's formulaic. If you have the recipe, you can follow the recipe, right? It's not like, it's not like, you know, a special kind of chef cooking where you like, you need other elements to right. it, you can follow the recipe. And mm-hmm. so again, because we were able to be in a shared space where you have like these huge, like roll in ovens. So you have the ability to do scale, especially if you go in a shared space kitchen. Yeah, These were the same types of ovens that like, you know, Subway's doing their bread in. Right. So it's like just racks and racks and racks that rotate. Right. So you load them up, you load up the speed racks, roll them in there. And the whole thing just bakes. It's right. not like, home kitchen it's in your one business. oven. Super easy. I mean, there's, there's always something, right? right. I realized from having that business, which was so much fun because we got to be part of everyone's special events, right? So we were doing every major golf tournament, every like major convention. We were doing stuff with CES every year. We we're doing stuff with SEMA every year with like Gibbs and guitars with big clients, right? Who wanted 2,500 cupcakes to give away each day at their at the convention yeah, yeah. for example um on the golf tournament side right you're talking between 500 to a thousand cupcakes a day minis we'll do the minis for the golf tournaments yeah and they'll pay us not only for the cupcakes but they'll also pay us for promo models who are stationed on hole six handing out cupcakes right so and these are
0: just the girls that already work for you
1: these are our friends They're <laughs> literally our friends and we're like we'll pay you 20 bucks an yeah. hour you know to promo that's just promo funny. it right that's funny um so I, I appreciate that experience so much because it was one of those things where you're just having fun. It didn't matter. Like I was working seven days a week, right? I literally was working seven days a week. It did cost me the personal relationship that I was in, but I was like, I was just having so much fun. I really, really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Um, so but what ended I up realized. happening with that business?
1: So um, now we're um, under an M&A, cool. uh, which is really exciting. Um, that was never... Like we didn't build it with that intention in mind, right? Like maybe one day we'll sell or do an M&A. It was literally like, this is so fun and a fun idea. We should just do it and we'll figure it out. So there was like no business plan. There was no (laughs) planning until it it was forced upon us to have to plan. Um, And so now fast forward 11 years, right? It takes time, especially when you bootstrap. It's taken time to become attractive enough and getting through COVID, too. Yeah. Um. Our, you know, our governor back in 2020 closed the strip for over 90 days. The Majority <laughs> of our clientele, like over 90% tourists, right? Closed the strip, like like completely closed. So we literally saw like 95% of the business for that year of 2020 cancel or postpone within like a 48 hour period mm-hmm. in March. Right. And we were like, okay, let's kind of let's still figure it out. And then the county came in. And they said, if you guys stay open and continue producing, we will fine you $1,000 a day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm just like, who does this? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's so yeah. unreasonable. So as any entrepreneur does, you pivot. And um, in my shipping stores, I put in um, mini fridges because the shipping stores were open the entire pandemic. The mail never stopped running. Right. FedEx, UPS, whatever, right? right. Never stopped running. Um, it was essential. Yep. The the stores were essential. And so I put in many fridges into each of the shipping stores. And then I said that our bakery was selling to ship Las Vegas wholesale. Okay. And then we turned on DoorDash and Grubhub, which we had never done before. Okay. Um, because again, we were mostly focused on a tourist market. So right. we hadn't paid, really paid a lot of attention to the local market. And, um, that was a, that was a game changer for us and just got us through COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, and then actually created another line of revenue mm-hmm. of having DoorDash and Grubhub open in servicing these fridges. Right. So you just never know, you know.
0: Years for a business to still be around and like still, you know, obviously you guys have innovated and other things, but sure. um, to, to see that you're now um, doing M&A with it is cool. But yeah, we're like,
1: really excited about it. So are
0: you guys just like rolling up with other companies, like how's that going to go? Yeah,
1: so it's um I mean, I'm under an NDA, but it's a conversation with a national bakery brand. Okay. And um we have an we have an excellent working relationship with them. We we'd had a working relationship with them prior um just as as a as a partner, as a servicer. Um and so there's an opportunity to uh, have more um more of a an acquisition take place. And I mean, 11 years in um, frankly, like both myself and my co-founder, like we have
0: as are kind of burnt out.
1: Yeah. Well, we moved <laughs> yeah. on to other things, yeah. you know. Um, and I'm so grateful for that first company. I'm so grateful for the experience and kind of all the all the challenges and lessons that it taught me too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did this great exercise with one of my mentors, actually Ken McElroy, yep. um, real estate mentor. Yep. We rolled out a piece of paper and he was like, you need to write down like all of all the stuff, all your projects, all the stuff that you have going on. So I write down, of course, all the companies, right? That's what comes to mind first. I write down the boards that I was on at the time. I write down all the community stuff I was involved in, all the stuff. like I write down all the projects. And he's like, we had different color pens, markers. And he's like, circle the ones that make you money. So you circle, right? And there's this whole other side of the page that has no circles on it. And you're like, yeah. I'm doing all this too. And then um, you circle what like what things like make you feel purposeful? Like what, what's purposeful work or, or activity? Circle some of those. Then you circle. what could you see yourself doing for the next 10 years? Like in a decade, are you still involved with whatever this project is? And you circle some of those. And it was a really clarifying exercise because it made me realize, even over here on the left side where these were items that were circled that made me money, I had no other overlapping circles on them. Right. I didn't feel purposeful. They didn't bring me joy. I didn't see myself doing them for the next 10 years. And that was really eye opening for me because I think for the longest time, I had just been kind of wrapped up in achieve and succeed, achieve and succeed. And I didn't ask these other questions.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's really good. There's a, in good to great, I talk about this a lot. Um, you know, he's got this thing called the hedgehog concept and similar in that, you know, there's three circles. One circle is, you know, can this, you know, drive your economic engine? Does it make money? Right. Two is, you know, do you find purpose or passion in it? Right. Mm-hmm. And then three is, can you be world class at it? And so, you know, if, if you're going to be great in business, having all three is, is key. Is the trifecta. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can get by with one mm-hmm. or 2 but, you know, for you, it sounds like it, it was two and it's like, yeah, I mean, two can make you a boatload of money, sure, but you're not going to enjoy it. You're just going to kind of be like, whatever.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and it will lead to a point where now your attention is diverted to other things because it just no longer holds a purpose for you. Mm-hmm.